welcome to Above the Rim episode 29 Brought to you by your host, as always, Justin aka Just Blaze mm-hmm. And my special guest this week is my man Yes sir Ray Jarvis from the Gray Area Jarvis, what's good? Everything is good, man. I feel I feel like I ain't been above the rim in, in too long of a time, man. Like, what's good, man? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It has been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a while. As you know, you are my usual sparring partner. Hell yeah. Shout out to Damo, man. I was feeling left out out here, man. What, what's good? <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out. Definitely, man. So, of course, you can find Above the Rim every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitching, or Almighty Bowler Network. Yes, sir. Make sure you give Above the Rim that five-star review on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E mm-hmm. underscore 513. Justin Lee 867 at Yahoo.com to submit questions, concerns. You want to get in contact with the show. Joe, where can they find you on Twitter, my man? You can find me on Twitter at Chet underscore O'Hara. That's C-H-E-T underscore O-H-A-R-A. Chet underscore O'Hara. There's a story that I'm never going to tell about that name. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that, man. So, of course, this episode, we're going over the Atlantic and the Pacific Division preview. Yes, sir. Two very interesting divisions. I'd say must-see. For different reasons. For different reasons. I think there's a lot of drama between these two divisions. Agreed, agreed. I think in each division, though, we know the winner Mm -hmm. of each. That's decided already. Yeah. So there's not much suspense when it comes to winning. Right. Drama, there's still a little suspense. So before we get there, let's start off with some news around the NBA. Mm. Media Day is today. NBA Media Day. It's so weird that Media Day is happening this early. I got to get used to this whole movement. I noticed that. It's never usually in September, right? Nah, this is the earliest ever. This is the earliest it's ever been. Because preseason starts a little early and the regular season starts a little early. October 17th, the season starts. Exactly. So, I'm not mad at it. Not at all. I'm, I'm ready for basketball. It's My about football that time. team is trash, so I need some basketball right now. <laughs> Talk about them Giants, right? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's very trash. It's tough very out trash. here for me, man. Eli. Oh. Ah, that's another issue for another day. <laughs> exactly. So, and like I said, NBA Media Day is today. Yep. And I didn't really get a chance to check out all the happenings, everything that's going on in the Media Day today, but I did pull out a few quotables oh, before I got here. You and these quotes, man. You always First on deck. First you know how I'm a big fan of LBJ. Your mans. So I thought this was an interesting quote. So as much as I defend him from time to time, I do have to pull his card from time to time. Because mm-hmm. he does get questionable. True. He's a little bit of crybaby from time to time. This is true. So the fact is LeBron today goes on media, is it media day and they're asking about his impending free agency. Okay. So his response to that was, the fact that we got to talk about my free agency lets me know where my game is. If I wasn't that good, we wouldn't be talking about it. Come on, son. Boy, if you don't get... LeBron. We know you're good. We know you're great. Why was this necessary <laughs> to tell LeBron? It's been 14 the... years of great. Come on. This is where I got to pull LeBron's card Please right do. now. Listen, listen, LeBron, we know you're undisputedly, undeniably the best player in the world. A1. This is a fact now. Undisputed. We don't listen to people who say KD is the best player in the world. We don't listen to them yet. He's not there yet. He's coming. True. But he's not there yet. Right? So the fact that we know 
This will guarantee you're gonna be in the finals every year. <laughs> Majority of the years. You went there seven straight now, eight straight. Might as well. So your game is well established. You don't need to keep stating to us that you're great. We you know. You think there's some insecurity in that comment, Jess? Yeah. I think so. Mm. I think he's heard a little bit of the chatter True. this offseason. There's been a lot of chatter this offseason. Maybe about he's KD. coming to grips with his mortality. Maybe he's starting to oh. feel things slip with just a little tad. You think there's bit. a little bit of chinks in the armor? A little chink in the armor? I mean, not a full chink, nothing you can't buff out with some compound on a whip. Okay. But you know, I think he's becoming more aware that the end is closer than the beginning. Yes. I mean, okay. we know the end is near. Yeah. Father Tom is undefeated. The disrespect is much louder than it's ever been. The disrespect is much louder than it's ever been. I'm not going to lie to you there. That's a great point. Mm. So another thing I noticed as well is LeBron, he didn't want to get too much into Kyrie. Uh. So he kept his comments short. <laughs> but what I noticed that he did do, he kept referring to Kyrie Irving as the kid. Oh, shit. A kid. The kid. Awful shade. A kid. Throwing. Yep. <laughs> They're so disrespectful. Disrespectful shots. We know Kyrie has gone on record the same many times about he... How he's made his decision right. as a man. man. Yes, he's a man now. This is what I wanted to do as a man. Max Kellerman, respect me as a man. Are you Res- mocking Kyrie right now? Respect my Jess? decision as a man. We heard a lot of man talk from Kyrie. Very true. So I can't help but notice that it might have been a little shot from the kid. You know what? Nobody seems to want to say it who gets paid to talk sports, but it's evident. It's obvious. There is a rift there. There so is a personal, personal issue between so these personal. two that nobody wants to talk about. This is when I start missing Shaq and Kobe. We got the quotables. <laughs> Thank you. Now it's just a bunch of subs. I want beef. Didn't, <laughs> didn't Kobe call Shaq a fat ass fat, or something like that? out of shape. All of that. It's it, man. Right now we call that barbecue chicken. Many times. Come on. That's what I need, the realness. Kyrie, just talk your talk. You know LeBron, all LeBron needs is an inch. He's he's petty. Oh, LeBron is very petty. If he says something, LeBron (laughs) will finish him. I'll give him that. He's petty king. He is. What y'all need to stop playing. Yeah. And I noticed a lot, a lot of um also as well, he kept calling him the kid and he kept saying, I gave the kid I was trying to give the kid the keys to the city. I was trying to give the kid a little mentorship. Mm. I was trying to make the kid become a better player. Mm. I was trying to make the kid play better on defense. Mm. I was trying to make the kid become a better all-around point guard. Are we getting disc records on media day? Ah, jeez. LeBron. The kid is upset right now. The kid is upset right now. (laughs) And then he says, he actually said that he called Kyrie. And he said the conversation was very brief. Mm-hmm. And that he said he didn't get too much insight into why he wanted to leave. He just heard he wanted to leave. LeBron, as a man, said he went and called a source. Right. Called Kyrie. And then Kyrie didn't have too much to say. He just saying, but I you think know it's what? time for a change. You know what? Before, you know, I know we got a lot to cover. But LeBron has a lot of gall. He has a lot of nerve. The unmitigated gall. The unmitigated <laughs> gall. The question Kyrie's movements because you did the same movements on the way out of Cleveland the first time. You did the same thing similar. Not exactly the he same. He didn't leave behind a better player. Yeah. But still, he moved funny on the way out. He did Pat Riley funny on the way out. Mm. So LeBron, all this is is karma. Now it's coming back to you. You left funny, now somebody left you funny. Hey, That's a good point. Unpersonal. 
It's a little personal. It's a little personal. It's very personal. You know how I feel about that whole yeah. move. And I think Kyrie is still biting the hand. This is a fact. That fed him uh, all these years. You know what? And like I've been saying, we got into it about Kyrie. Oh, we should. The Kyrie bodyguard is Yo, over here. Yo, listen. Let it be known. But I'm going to keep it a stack. <laughs> Kyrie has to prove it. Okay. Now, yo, it's it's you got what you wanted. Yes, you want to be that. I don't want to hear us talk about point talk, point guard. You wanted to be that guy. That is, he's if, that guy. If you're not that guy now, Rick, you're gonna be a joke. There's no in between. It, no in between at all. You leave LeBron and you don't shine, you're a joke. You and know what we're mean? also gonna get to Kyrie Irving this off season. Yes, we will. When we discuss the Boston Celtics. Oh yeah. Now also another event for media day is they still got disrespectful to my man so hoodie mellow first of all big shout out to mellow for uh, keeping true to hoodie mellow okc press on conference media day with the hoodie on with the hoodie on shout outs to mellow shout out to mellow it there. was free mellow till they freed mellow was... and they freed mellow <laughs> man freed mellow so one of the reporters, of course, got a little disrespectful with Melo. Of, of course. course, last episode we talked about the ESPN rankings. <laughs> Melo was ranked 64 <laughs> behind Lonzo Ball. Shout out to Lonzo. Lonzo. <laughs> Ball control. Ball control. Shout out to Lonzo. Um, Robert Covington, Danny Green. Just a few names. I swear ESPN just positions certain guys to create conversation. Yeah. They, they cannot be serious. Yeah. 63 guys are better than Melo. 63 Stop. guys better than Melo. Stop. Don't tell me anything about metrics and your formula decided. This I don't want to hear anything here. about metrics. Metrics are thrown out the window when it comes to Melo. Stop being disrespectful. Oh, Stop man. it. I, I, what I, I remember saying on Twitter before that Melo is an analytics guy's dream. Oh, right. Analytics guy's dream. Also? No, excuse me. An analytics guy's easy target. Excuse sure. me. And an eye test guy's dream. That's that's the, the, the issue that perfect guy yes. for that. Because to me, he kind of lies in the middle of the old guard way of approaching yes. isolation basketball yes. with all this ball moving the high efficiency shots. But at the end of the day, Melo's never been in a situation with the, hand, with the exception of a handful of seasons where he got to the ball in optimal scenarios exactly. to be the best version of himself. Exactly. So how can you he never kill got him a chance to be the best never version had of a himself. chance. He never got a chance to be set up into the offense. Anytime Melo had a marginal or good point guard, his team was very good. Very true. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. He's not it. a shot creator. He's a shot maker. Shot he maker. needs to create a next to him. Exactly. So, as we thought the disrespect ended there on the oh. ESPN rankings, he went to Media Day Hoodie Mellow and got disrespected one more time. One more time. So, one of the reporters, matter of fact, before I even get there, let me just play you the clip of how they disrespected my man Mellow. Listen here. Um, how do you feel about you know starting at the four or the concept of starting at the four or even coming <clears throat> off of the bench? And the second question is... Who, me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess that answers that part. I, I mean, I don't know where that started, where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pete, they said I got to come off the bench. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, how do you... <laughs> I guess the bench question is... So that was a clip from my man Melo saying, who, me? 
Reporter yeah. has the nerve to ask Melo if he will be okay with coming off the bench. You know what, Just I have a phrase for these kind of questions. I call them DAQs. <sighs> Dumbass questions. Dumbass questions. Talk about it. What, what are you really talking about here? What are you really talking are, are about? Are you a Phil Jackson plant? Are you one of these buffoons that thinks Melo isn't as good as he really is? What's uh, the purpose of that question? Did you, did you just do it for the clip? I don't understand. And the better question is, who would be who would he be coming off the bench for? He's coming off the bench for Ruben Patterson. Stop it. Ruben Patterson. I mean, excuse me, Ruben Patterson. <laughs> Not Ruben Patterson. What's the... <laughs> The guy from the Raptors, Patrick Patterson. Patrick Patterson. We <laughs> showing our age on here. It was a good time in basketball. Ruben Patterson played ball. Boy, I got to throw the sound off of myself, Ruben Patterson. I mean, Patrick Patterson, excuse me. Even worse, he's so nondescript that you forgot his name. Get up out of here with that question. It. Oh, that's so disrespectful. So my man Melo had to check him really quick, and I understood that. Shout out to Melo for Big that. shouts, big that shouts. That was a disrespect. So... Before we move on, we're actually going to talk about the Knicks. But before that, what do you think about the move, Jarvis? Big time. You know what? I love the move. Mello to OKC. You know what? Shout out to OKC for hearing us kill Presti and company for years now. Yes. And in one offseason, you get two of the best wing players in the Eastern Conference oh, on your squad for pennies on a dollar twice. Pennies on a dollar. I like this move. I know you haven't gotten to the division yet, but I really like where they're going. With the way Golden State is set up, I think OKC might be the foil, but we'll get into that at OKC, a later date. Oh, listen, OKC has a nice formula oh, right yeah. now with Melo in the fold, oh, yeah. Paul George in the fold, Russell Westbrook in the fold. That's a big team. The one thing that excites me about this team, Just, is the length. Yes, the, the length. length. Good gracious. Russell Westbrook is really a two. He's 6'3", legit. I think he's 6'4". Might be. Might be 6'4". With the wingspan that he has. 6'8", PG at the 2. 6'8", Robeson. 6'8", Mello. 7-foot Adams. Oh, man. All can move their feet. Those are some big bodies on that. Those are some big bodies on there. Listen, this team makes things very interesting. Even more interesting in the West. Yes, more interesting in the West. I'm not going to lie. So we're going to talk about that as well. So before we move on as well, we have to talk about the bigger news of the week. Who was that? Kevin Durant. Oh. All I gotta say, major fail. Kevin, so apparently Kevin Durant has a burner Twitter, as we like to call it. Ah, so to cut a long story short, basically Kevin Durant creates fake Twitter accounts and responds to fans online, on Twitter typical lame move and one of he responded to one of the fans online and somebody asked him to give me a legitimate reason why you wanted to leave Oklahoma City other than championship Kevin Durant went and responded to that fan Mm. but instead of responding from one of his fake Twitter accounts he (laughs) responded from his official blue check Kevin Durant account ouch I don't have the quotes here, but if I'm not mistaken, he said, KD can't win with those cats. Ooh. Look at that team. Ooh. Take Russ off that team. Mm. It's not good enough to win. Mm. He didn't like playing for the coach, Billy mm. Donovan, or the organization. Ouch. It was him and Russ only. So, a fake Twitter, Kevin Durant. I'm disgusted. Just, you know what this seems like? You, you know when, you know, you're a guy. You step out. 
Your girl thinks you cheating, so she makes dummy accounts on social media to catch you in the to act. stalk you. So what you mean to tell me is Kevin Durant made a dummy Twitter account to essentially multiple s- to stalk his own mentions. His he was comment mo- creeping on himself. How lame is that? That might be the corniest thing an athlete has ever done. I might be. My, I, hey, boy, if you don't it just, is it okay. the lamest thing I've ever seen an athlete do. That's corny. That is the. Why do you care? You're Kevin so insecure and so aware. You're too self-aware. You, 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 like you have rabbit ears. Rab- you hear, oh, rabbit ears. That's one of your. T- yes. Yes. You have rabbit ears. You hear everything and you need to respond to everything. That shit is corny, bro. Very corny. You out here getting this chicken. Finals MVP. Billions. Championships. There's a group of people who say you're the best in the world. And you worrying about some eggs on Twitter? Leave that to the thread. Uh, no, let, let us do that. Let us do that. <laughs> let us argue about you For being real. weak. Let us do that. What's your life about? You don't got a shorty? You not in the club? What are you like? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know understand. athletes are regular guys. Just I, don't, I'm I not understand tr- that. But there's certain things you got to be above. You don't, you don't see rappers out here beefing with everybody on Twitter. Why? You know what I mean? Listen, if you start to feed into that negativity, it will never end. It will never end. Never end. So pay no mind to it. Are if they anything, taking money from you? He might be getting trolled even more because oh, of that. Oh, it's going to be worse because now they now the public knows that he reads it. Yeah. Now they know he really reads Thin skinned. You get what I'm saying? So KD, I think he might be the weakest superstar of all time. That's crazy. That's crazy to say. That's crazy. But he might be. It's something to now why Westbrook used to move the way he moved when, yeah, he, when so they were together. Yeah, now we see why they weren't Maybe so Westbrook close. Maybe Westbrook thought he was a cornball. Look at this corn. Give me the yeah. ball, son. Remember, he knew it. him more right. than any of us did. Right. He definitely noticed that. If And if you notice, too, at, um, at, the, his, at his little apology at the tech crunch, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. didn't really backtrack on his words. No. He just backtracked on how he handled it or bringing up the organization's name and bringing up Russ's name as well. And if you notice, we finally see what he thought about the Thunder. Right. He noticed his beef really wasn't with Westbrook. Nope. It was with the rest of the team and the organization and the coach. Why not just say that? Just say what that. What happened to the candid athlete? I don't think anyone would fault him for that. This is true. It's, it was a fact. It's, it's, a, it's a thought that many fans were thinking. Many people had questions about Billy Donovan. Many people had questions about the roster other than... Russell Westbrook. The moves to get rid of guys that could have made them the OG super team before e- Golden State. Exactly. They were Golden State before Golden State. Exactly. So he wouldn't have been wrong for coming out and saying that. I'm looking for greener pastures. Right. And I just think this wasn't the best fit basketball-wise or whatever the case may be. I mean, honestly, before we move on, I think KD might need a sports therapist. <laughs> he no, it's crazy to say. It, <laughs> it might sound crazy, but I was—I forgot whose podcast I was listening to. But they were saying that uh, sports mental therapists are real things. Like sometimes these athletes really go through a mental crisis. True. Crisis while they're playing. The spotlight may be too much. They're thinking too much. They're obsessed with winning, or they're obsessed with them losing, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. They're obsessed with women. Obsessed with the road. Something like that. Sometimes they need a 
therapist to get them back into the right mind and just balanced. focusing on basketball. Well, he needs a Twitter therapist. Yeah. He, he needs a social media he's, rep. He's take obviously... Your, look, take yeah, his phone. Yeah, take his phone. He's <laughs> obviously still bothered yes. by the move to Golden State. He's obviously, to me, it doesn't look like he's at peace with himself yet. No. For the move. It means that those times that Stephen A used to get on him, he was there eating it all up. Yeah. Probably mad listening. at the TV, throwing his remote. Exactly. You know? He was definitely You listening. can't be a high-level champion and beef it with, with us. That's you not going to work. That's not going to work. We don't matter. We don't matter to KD right Maybe now. Maybe that's why matter. he went to Golden State, because he didn't have to be that guy. He, he has buffers surrounding him. Exactly. It shows a lot about his mental state. Oh, absolutely. It says everything. Exactly. It says everything. So now, we're going to start off with the Atlantic Division preview. Mm-hmm. Our preview that's close to home to me and Jaws. Absolutely. As you know, this show above the rim is out of Brooklyn, New York. So we got to talk about those New York teams. Oh, yeah. So for each team, I'm going to go over the roster, what they did last season. We're also going to give some positives and some concerns that we feel about the roster as well. So first up, we're going to start off with those New York Knicks. Ugh. Who was in the spotlight this weekend. Oh, yeah. So their record last year, a putrid and abysmal 31-51 and 51 record. For the super team. For the super team. <laughs> Good with the super team. I forgot about that. So let's talk about who's new on the Knicks this year. Who's new? Enos Cantor. Oh, yeah. Doug McDermott, mm-hmm. Frank Natilkina, the rookie. French Crella. The French Crella. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, yeah. Ramon Sessions. Ugh. And of course, we got Michael Beasley on the Knicks this year. That could go either way. <laughs> Michael Beasley. <laughs> now let's go over who's going for the Knicks. Of course, my man Hoodie Mellow, oh, all yeah. day, every day, Carmelo no, Anthony. No, no, just you can't even say Hoodie Mellow. Hoodie so, Mellow never had the Knicks. That's true. Carmelo Anthony Car- left. The Carmelo Anthony Knicks. left the Knicks. That's true. <laughs> they that's don't deserve true. Hoodie Mellow. You're right. They don't deserve Hoodie Mellow. You're right about that. Derrick Rose. Mm. And also Justin Holiday <laughs> as well. So the mood of the Knicks franchise, the fan base as well. Uh, there's a little bit of somber. Yeah. A little bit of hope as well. Yeah. Not necessarily a negative. Not necessarily a positive either. It's been that weird of an offseason for the New York Knicks. They just made headlines. They traded away my man Melo for as what you, what did you call the trade? What did the Knicks get? I called the trade a dollar slice and a can of grape soda. That's, that's what, what the, they got. That's what the Knicks received. <laughs> that trade. You couldn't even get a first round pick. You couldn't even get a first round pick. Ah, moment of you silence. You spent the whole summer holding on to Melo just to on. trade him for a dollar slice and a can of grape soda. You couldn't even get pepperoni on that pizza. You couldn't get extra cheese. They didn't even let you use the seasoning on on the, on the stand. They just told you to get out with they what just, you got. They just told you to get out. The whole time you were holding on to Melo, why couldn't they just trade him early in the summer where they can have a little bit more leverage? Now, Melo, it was all out in the open. He should have been traded before the draft. Before the draft. They put the pressure, Melo put the pressure on the Knicks by saying he needs to get traded before media day, right. before camp. So they said, oh, damn, we have to trade him now. Right. It's panic mode. We don't want Ryan Anderson for the Rockets. Understandable. They asked him to open it up to two more teams. He opened it up to Cleveland, opened it up to OKC. A trade was made within a day. 
very quickly it manifested. So you took back Enos Cantor, two years left on this deal, $18 million a year, when Ryan Anderson was making $19 million per year. I couldn't, said $19. I meant $18 million per couldn't year. Couldn't they have gotten Boston's pick from Brooklyn? Ooh, like, come on. Why, why couldn't they? Come on. You could have at least gotten a first-round pick. Ennis Cantor? Listen. Dougie McBuckets? Dougie McBuckets, who's not going to see the light of day. He's not going to see the court. And a second-round pick? And a second-round pick. Carmelo went for half a roster coming to the Knicks. Carmelo got traded for seven players in that deal coming over from Denver to New York City. Forced his way to the Knicks. Traded for seven players. You mortgaged the farm for Carmelo Anthony. He's been the ambassador, the franchise star for the Knicks for about six-plus seasons now. Yes. One of the leading scorers in Knicks history. Yes. Set many Knicks records. And that's all you could get back from him? Not even a quality piece that would help you out on this year. Not even a wing scorer to replace him. I, I I can't I can't wrap my head around this trade. I can't. I don't Isaiah see how the Thomas Knicks win. went for more. Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. No but, offense. They traded Carmelo like he is the 64th best player in the NBA. Yeah, they, they did. It was it was terrible. So a dollar slice and a can of and grape a soda. Can of soda. So as disrespectful as that, is that was, that was very true. You would think Phil made that trade. Yes, you would think so. So let's go over the roster real quick. If there is a positive, I actually found one. Oh, boy. A positive for the Knicks this year. They're finally starting the unicorn era. That's we, a good positive. That's a positive. We truly get to see if Chris Stapp's Paul Zingas, the new franchise star, right. can handle being the number one option. This might be the first year that Knicks fans get to be realistic. Oh, yeah. Think about this. Remember, Knicks is always their year, Knicks fans. Every year is their year. Every year since 1994. Every year we could get to the finals. We could get to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. This year, Knicks fans are on the fence about the playoffs this year. Yeah. They don't know. They could They could go if they have a nice dream, a dream season. True. Best case scenario is playoffs. More likely scenario is just missing the playoffs. True. There's room in the East. You know, there's room in the East. There's room in the East. is very sus. A couple of good weeks here or there, you might sneak an eight seed. Hey, listen, a five, eight game win streak might get you into the eight seed. Hey. It's definitely possible. But I think it's that time that it's time to start the unicorn era. It's time to put their faith in Chris Stapps Porzingis. He had a great year last year. Let's see if he can improve and improve on what he's learned right. from Melo. Right, right, right. Is, do you see any positives, Jaw, for the um, Knicks? I'm going to piggyback on your positive because with the unicorn era, that entails that, you know, as we know, there's no Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. which also means that the albatross that is the triangle offense is no more. So now the Knicks get to see, Knicks fans, excuse me, get to see semblance of enjoyable basketball. Yes. Basketball free of pressure. Realistic now, basketball. Realistic basketball. Now you can look at the pieces that you have, see what works, see what doesn't work, and start structuring towards the future. Ooh. So I believe that the positive is that they have a plan. As bad as it was this offseason in the in the months prior to the offseason, I mean before the prior to the offseason. Yeah. Now where they are, we know Chris Apps is the guy. 
We expect Tim Hardaway Jr. to get some buckets. We're gonna see what the French Crawler has. You know what I'm saying? I, I like the Beasley pick up. I got no respect. <laughs> the French Crawler. We're gonna see what he has. Um, I like the Beasley pickup. I like Hernan Gomez. The Eastern Conference is open. Very open. First of all, Michael Beasley Michael Beasley's out here wallin', wallin'. by the way. Left hand mellow? Left hand he's mellow on the left side of the court. He also said that while Melo is on the team, the Knicks have the potential to have four players scoring over 25 points per game this year. He's bugging. And Stephen A. Smith has to tell him to lay off the weed. He's bugging. He's out of his mind. Michael Beasley, can he average 25? I don't uh, think he can get you 25. I think he can get you 18. On a team that wins like nine games and he gets exactly. all the yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bottom barrel yeah. team, which the Knicks might be. Hey, know. but look, the way the court, you know, you're a basketball guy. The attention Chris Tapps will command. There'll be some shots there. Mm-hmm. We can't necessarily trust Tim Hardaway to get you all of those buckets. Of course. Courtney Lee, hell no. Uh, 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 come on. A question <laughs> I have, can KP carry this team? We gonna see. I can't say yes or do no. Do you think he can do it? Jury's out. No. I, I'll be that guy. No. Okay. As of right now, no. Okay. He didn't even finish the year. He's already had like injury concerns. Yeah. I hate to lay on injuries, but if you can't play 82 and bust ass for those a 82, fact is a fact. you know what I'm saying? I can't say you can carry a team. Can, does his talent say he's capable of? Yes. Yes. As of right now, no. Mm. Very interesting. Very I don't mind being wrong on that, so I'll say no. I want Chris. Tapps I don't know. To prove I don't think wrong. he's ready right now. I think two years he's able to carry a team, but you I think they're going to be garbage anyway, so it doesn't matter. His size and his game and his feet concern me. I don't yeah. know if it because it keeps saying Dirk, but Dirk is six yeah. eleven, and he wasn't as athletic. All yeah. that jumping and banging that he yeah. wants to do. His feet concern me. Do you think KP is better served at the center position or the power forward? I would I would like him to get to the five, you know, get some post positions where you, you're not being I like that, him at the five. You know, a couple of easy looks here and there just yes. to take that pressure off yes. instead of you trying to play like a stretch four and running up yes. and down. I, it concerns me, man. It definitely does. I 100% agree with you. So quickly, we'll go to the concerns for the Knicks. Okay. They have many concerns. But one concern for me is coaching. Oh, I'm not feeling Jeff Hornacek. We don't even know what he is right now. What is he? We, he was a pawn last year. I, I, I don't see the positives to Jeff Hornacek. Ouch. I, you know I'm a big fan of Mark Jackson. I think That's Mark Jackson guy. is the guy for New York City. That's your guy. I think they're taking entirely too long, and I think it's about that time to bring Mark Jackson aboard. I, I, we spoke about it on the gray area. Yep. I think he might be blackballed. I think there's more yep. to, like... The story that we still haven't gotten. Yeah. Because the fact that nobody's even offered him a job is troubling to me. You know what I'm saying? Mark Jackson is a great coach. He can coach any of these teams in the NBA right now. You know what I'm saying? Not even getting an offer, that's weird. Yeah. You know, that's that's not getting a job, but nobody yeah. wants him. What did you do, Mark? But if I'm New York, yeah. St. John's product. New York needs that face, that leader. And he's that a person grown... to galvanize. He's a grown man. What did you Somebody call who... A leader of men. A leader of men. There you go. Ooh. Mark Jackson is a leader Young of men. That's what they need. That. They need that, man. The guys can learn a lot from him. Oh, yeah. Also, one more concern that I have is that I feel like they might regret that draft pick. Oh, yeah. The I'm Krilla? not big on a, on a French Krilla, as you call her. I'm not big on him. They passed up on Malik Monk, Dennis Smith Jr. Give me a break, Knicks. 
You know, then they try to show this little highlight video in working out at Mellow Court with Hardaway Jr. And he looked mad regular to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't care for his seven points and two assists. Get out of here, man. I don't care for that. Malik Monk would have been cooking the garden. He would all oh, cooking the garden. Smith Jr., oh my, he's built for the garden. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Malik Monk. The highlight, the even if you're losing, the highlight, the hype of coming to the garden would have been so valid. It would have been so valid. That's all we needed, man. So the Knicks are going to regret I think pick. on a concern, just when I look at this roster, you mm. know what I mean? Dougie McBuckets, we mentioned him earlier. Joe Kim Noah, Lance Look Thomas. at the log jam at the five and the four. Hernan Gomez, Enos Cantor, Joe Kim Noah, Paul Zingas. Kyle That's too many. Kyle Quinn. You look at all of these names, Just. Where's the scoring coming Michael from? Beasley as well. Yeah. Where's the scoring coming Knicks from? Knicks got worked. Like four guys, maybe three who could get a bucket. Who? The Knicks got work to do. A lot of work to a do. A lot of work. A lot of work. So let's go over to the other borough. Okay. The other team in New Our York borough. City. Shout Our out. borough. The Brooklyn Nets. Last year's record, 20 and 62. Okay. Who's new on the Nets this year? D-Lo. Your guy. guy. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. Coming from the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Alan Crabb. Mm-hmm. Timothy Mozgov. Damare Carroll mm-hmm. from the Raptors. And Jared Allen as well. Who's gone from the Nets? Brooke Lopez and Boyan Bogdanovich. <laughs> so obviously, as we know, the Brooklyn Nets this year, they this year is all about giving the keys to D-Lo. It's all about giving the keys to D'Angelo Russell, the new franchise point guard from the Lakers. He will have ample opportunities this year to play pick and roll spread offense. Oh yeah. With Timothy Mozgov. Oh yeah. Damari Carroll. Alan Crabb, as you mentioned. Alan Crabb. Uh, Jeremy Lin running on the wings as well. I think D'Lo might be the two. Honestly, he might play the two next Could to Lin. Be. Yeah. I like Lin at the two though. Okay. I don't like Lin ball handling. Maybe they share like McCollum and Lillard. Yeah, they could. They could be a combo guard. Yeah. Combo guard. That's totally fine with me. And I think this is his opportunity to show and prove as well. I think it's his opportunity to show that he can become a leader oh, yeah. because his leadership and his reputation has taken a hit. His cachet is in the toilet. Let's it's call in it the toilet right now. For those, as we all know, those recording videos, oh. recording Swaggy P. So his reputation has taken a, t- a hit. Yep. And I think it's a redemption season right now for Humongous. Dino. It's a big redemption, redemption season for him. And I think Nets have a serviceable lineup. They hey. can, I mean, they could compete. I mean, I don't know if they can win, but they can compete. They'll play hard every night. Here's what I'll say to that. In comparison to last year's Nets, they have a lot more useful pro basketball players on yes. that roster now. Yep. You know, but you know what? I I think if this breaks right, you know, if, if Russell makes that leap in that system, if Jeremy Lin can somehow stay on the floor yep. with Alan Crabb and yep. Damari Carroll yep. and Mozgov and company, um, Hollis Jefferson and those boys, I, look, the Nets might sneak in the playoffs. You never know, man. If they play, they there. play hard. They play hard. I like how they play. They definitely play hard. The, the bottom of the East is going to be bad. Exactly. They could sneak in. They could. A positive that I have for them is that we get to see what D'Lo was made of this right. year. He finally has the keys to a franchise fully, and I'm excited to see his potential. Right. I think D'Lo can get you 18 points and 7 assists this year. I think that's entirely possible. 
It should be. 18 and 8. He has the opportunities. Just has on, the on opportunity. Having the ball in his hand more. Not having to worry about Julius Randle not yep. wanting to pass him the ball. Yep. He has the chances. Yo, he might sneak 20 this year just he on could. volume. He you could. know what I'm saying? On volume, yep. On sheer volume. Yeah. He definitely could. If he stays healthy, it's entirely possible. Yeah. So I see I see some stats being put up from D'Angelo Russell mm-hmm. this year. I'm going to check him out. I'm going to be there at the Barclays. I'm, I'm going to be at the Barclays. You exactly. know, I'm, I'm on the Russell train. You already know that. I know that you are. That you are. And for the concerns, I don't have any real concerns about the Nets. I think no one is expecting much but for them just to play hard and exactly. show me what you got. So I don't see that as a concern for me. I just think it's all about the growth this year. Seeing what they can put out on the floor. Absolutely. Put a yeah. competent team out on the floor and it'll all work out. And you know what? New York City is theirs for the taking. At least this season as the yeah. Knicks figure some things out. It's beautiful being at his house money, like you said. There's yep. no expectations No of expectations. You. you know, I think the positive is that they have enough youth. They have enough yes. athletes. They have a decent amount of length. Yep. And they might sneak up on some teams. They sure would. So, I like where the Nets are positioned right yes. now. Most definitely. I agree with you there. So, uh, I think we're going to finish up with the Brooklyn Nets there. Let's go on to the other Atlantic Division team, the Philadelphia 76ers. All hype team. A very intriguing team this year. Last year's record, they were 28 and 54. Okay. We know they were garbage. <laughs> Who's new this year for Philly? Markel Fultz, okay. number one draft pick. Uh, Furkan Korkmaz. I don't even know who that is. A drafty as well. Who? <laughs> Who's that? Who he played for? Exactly. <laughs> JJ Redick. My okay. boy, JJ like Redick. Amir Johnson from okay. the Boston Celtics. Solid, sneaky And good. also, who's new? I'm going to include him. Ben Simmons. Yeah, absolutely. Ben Simmons is new. He hasn't played a game. He's he hasn't new. played a game. So, who's gone as well from the Philadelphia 76ers is Gerald Henderson. Gerald uh, Henderson, not a worthwhile loss. Right. Doesn't really matter too much. So, I think Philly, honestly, might be the biggest mystery team in the league. Oh. Might be the all-hype team in the league. Who can play enough games on this team? So many win? questions. Who knows? Can Embiid stay healthy enough to play? Yeah, I think he played, what, 30-something games last year? Can't play any back-to-backs? Can he play 82 games As in a year? As the knees of a 17-year center. Exactly. He played 39 <laughs> games last year. Right. 39. That's terrible. Yeah. 39 games is not going to cut it. So I think a positive for the Philadelphia 76ers, I think they have fresh, young, blossoming talent. True. That's their positive. We know they have a lot of hype on this team True. this year. We don't know what this team will be. And I think they have they have the potential to have two generational talents. Oh. And Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Potential okay. generational talents. Okay. I think both of them are kind of a freak of nature physically. I think Ben Simmons is a 6'10 guy yep. who can handle the ball, play defense that we know of. He scored a rock. He's a decent playmaker. Joel Embiid has shown that he has the ability to score the ball and rebound and become a force and in galvanize the paint. his team. And like, galvanize when his team. When he was on the floor, well. they were much better and they wanted to win. Exactly. They, you saw the energy that team right. played with last right. year when Joel was there. So I give him a lot of credit there. I think they have a lot of fresh, young, blossoming talent in, on that team. So True. positive for you, Joe. The positive is, is that, like you said, youthful talent. But at the same time, I believe that bringing in a J.J. Redick, a floor spacer. Nice pickup. Markel Fultz, who looks like he already has a pro-level jump shot. 
to alleviate the pressures of a Ben Simmons because we don't know what he has. We don't know. We know that the process is going to beat up the paint. Yep. So you need guys who can get buckets on the outside. If anything, my favorite positive for them is, is team construction. They seem like they have a plan in place. What they want to do in terms of making sure they have the right space. They look like they'll, they they want to build a team that can get out and run. They want to be exciting and they want to be competitive. And yes. I feel like they've, on paper, they've done all those things to put the team out there. I agree. Well, I agree. my concern, not even the players, mm -hmm. is all these young guys really ready for the hype, man? Mm. That you know, we have the same exact concern. My concern was expectations this year. Right. I feel like for some reason the Philadelphia 76ers have some expectations put on them. A lot of people are calling playoffs for the Philadelphia 76ers. How Remember, um, can you book them? Minnesota last year. This is what it reminds me of. Everybody yeah. was pumping Minnesota last They're pumping. year. They were pumping Minnesota last year. Have they played together? I haven't even seen Ben Simmons suit up, put on that Philly jersey for right. real yet. You basically have two rookies in your starting lineup. Two rookies in your starting lineup. How how has that ever been playoffs before? And a center who you don't know who's going to play on any given night. Right. Joel Embiid is not even ready to start the season yet. I got a question for you. You were listing up questions about them earlier. You forgot one. Why is Jaleel Okafor still on his team? Yo, I forgot about why is Jaleel Okafor still on his team? I don't know. Get you him can't out get of anybody for Jaleel Okafor. I, I don't see how that you makes sense. You can't get a Philly cheesesteak for Jaleel Okafor. Uh, yeah, Melo but getting slices. Melo getting slices. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You can't get a few garlic knots. Come on. Come on. Somebody get wants Jaleel this guy. out of this. Somebody wants him. If ironically speaking, your concerns about the process might lead to Okafor getting some time as the final. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That maybe they's trying to stash him. Hey, who knows? Smart move. Who knows? I mean, I'm telling you right now, Sixers ain't making the playoffs. I agree with you. They're not making the playoffs. I just can't see how they can deal with all of that. They I don't can't. even like Markel Fultz's disposition as the number one pick. Yeah. It concerns me. I, yeah. I don't like his whole demeanor. Right. I'm not a big Markel Fultz fan. Right. He's too silent for me. I don't see any passion or aggressiveness out of him. Uh, He's too laissez-faire, laissez-faire. You can't be a point guard with that personality and yeah. win, bro. You got a little sauce in you, yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I don't see any pizzazz out None. of him right now. None at all. None at all. So we're going to move on from Philadelphia in 76. Okay. Uh, me, I'm going to put it on wax. No playoffs for you. For me. You as well? On wax. No playoffs. Uh, next up, the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> Your squad. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite teams, the Toronto the Raptors. Team. The all-snooze team. Last year's record, they were 51-31. and 31. Mm -hmm. Who's new this year? KJ McDaniels from the Houston Rockets. CJ Miles. Oh, I don't even know who this dude is. We're going to skip uh, a him. A bunch of shoulder shrugs. Yeah, shoulder shrugs. Right. A bunch of who he played for. Right. <laughs> Who's gone? Damare Carroll, Justin Hamilton, Corey Joseph, Patrick Patterson, mm -hmm. PJ Tucker. Mm -hmm. So for me, the Raptors this year, this is their make or break season. Oh, I think... They, well, they're fully invested in their trio of Kyle Lowry, a.k.a. Chubbs, yeah, DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> and Serge Ibaka. I think right. these are like $90 million tied up into those three. Amazing. That's a ridiculous. You could basically call them a big three for how much money they're making, but the not big, big three, three talent. Three. Big yeah. dollar tree. <laughs> right? Listen, I feel like their core right now has peaked. Yeah. I think their core has peaked. I don't expect much from the Raptors anymore. You know me. I've yeah. gone on wax so many times of how much I dislike that Toronto Raptors team. I'm tired of all the decompressing. Kyle Lowry is yeah. one of my most overrated players in the Ever. league. 
Chubbs, he put some great stats in a regular they season. this man $30 million. $30 million for Kyle Lowry. To check out in the playoffs. To decompress, to decompress. in the playoffs? I, I wish I knew you when that happened. Oh my, yo. Job, you should have saw me. I literally paused the TV. I think it was Marv Albert who said he had to decompress. I said to do what? He needed, he a, really he needed went, a mental he health He needed a playoffs. mental break. He went into the back in the biggest playoff game of your entire career. Amazing. Eastern Conference Finals. Went back then, decompressed. Ah. I wish y'all could see me right now. I'm shaking oh my, my head. I'm shaking my head. This is so ridiculous. I think their time has passed. But oh, yeah. because the East is so weak, I still think they have an opportunity for sure, for to sure. have a home court advantage. You know what, Just They are the all-purgatory team. They're second round fodder. Yeah, That's where man. they are. They're gonna they're gonna win some games in the regular season. The Rose is gonna get some highlights. Not they're much. gonna win the first round. Yeah. Probably go seven games for no reason. They Not get bumped at, out the second round. Not at all. It's gonna be so ridiculous. You know what I mean? So ridiculous. A positive for me, I'm gonna go really quick, is they have a big and physical team. Right. Big front line and guard play. I think their bread and butter is their backcourt. Agreed. One of the highest back scoring backcourts in the league. So I think that to me is their only positives. Any positives? I got no positives. Yeah, I mean the opposite of a league pass. Yeah, I don't even care about that. I don't really care. (laughs) A concern for them is that their core is a little stale. Stale core. Stale core. Asking guys who are not superstars to be superstars. Yeah. That's a recipe for purgatory. Exactly. It's basically the equivalent of paying Allen Houston 100 mil back in the day. What are you doing, Kyle? Come on. Come on. Thirty mil for Kyle Lowry. I'm sorry. Super Max for the Rose of the Year before you overpaid yeah. Ibaka. Yeah. Come and on. And listen, uh, uh, before the league starts, Drake, I need you at more of the games this year. Nah. I need some more Drake. Drake and Golden State. Drake is good TV on runner. ESPN. <laughs> Be there with that Doris Burke shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, I need yeah. that. I need that. So our last team in the Atlantic Division mm-hmm. is might be Jaws' team. Look. Might be a defender of them. Look. Those... Look, <laughs> the Kyrie Irving Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics. <laughs> Look. You heard it there. So last season's record, they were 53 and 29. Last season's record, number one mm-hmm. in the league. Uh, I'm, excuse me, number one in the league. Number one in the Eastern Conference. Conference. My bad, excuse me. So who's new this year? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving this year. Jason Tatum. Gordon Haywood. Marcus Morris. Aaron Baines, Samai, OJ from the draft as well. So who's gone? Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Kelly Olenek, Jonas Jarebko. Also as well, Gerald Green. Right, right, right. So this year is a big year for the Boston Celtics. This is this is a a, a very important year. Very important because year. again, off wax in the thread. They're getting a lot of love in this episode. A lot of love. They got rid of guys, and I agree with you. As much as I hate to, when it comes to this Boston Celtics team, they got rid of a lot of core guys. You know what I mean? You 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 look at Avery Bradley, Goon, Crowder, defensive Goon. identity. You know what I'm saying? The heart and soul type guys who matter the most. Now you're asking guys like players like Jalen Brown to step up more, Marcus Smart to step up more. You you asking guys like Kyrie Irving to be more emotional leaders as opposed to passive aggressive in the locker room. Exactly. You asking Gordon Hayward to embrace Boston as, as opposed to Utah. You know these things matter. They matter a lot. 
They do. They yeah, definitely man. matter a lot. So I think, as I said before on the previous episodes, they have to find a new identity right, this year. I right. think their identity was more grit and grind, hustling last year, playing defense, heavy defense, especially on the guard guard play with Avery Bradley and them. True. Not necessarily beating you up down low, but a lot of pick and roll offense. True. Spreading offense, Isaiah Thomas penetration and kickouts. Right. A lot of their offense. So they have to find a new identity this year with okay. a, with. Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward has to get a lot of touches as well. True. Still have to incorporate Al Horford. True. And you don't yeah, know boy. what... Oh, man. You know how I feel about Al Horford. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get from those two rookies, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. True. You really don't know. True. So, a positive that I have for the Celtics is that they have great offensive potential. True. I think this team will be one of the highest scoring teams in the league. It should be. Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving at the helms. One of the best ball handlers in the league. Probably the best finisher in the league. Yeah. Especially as a guard. Him and Russ, neck best and neck. Best layup package in the league by far. Best layup package in the league. So I think he's going to have the keys to go free reign. And, but he's also going to have to hone himself in and become more of a playmaker this year. Right. So I think it will take opportunities from him as well. But you do have a great secondary scorer in Gordon Haywood. Jason Tatum can fill it up as well. Yo. We're going to see. I think they have great offensive potential. So a positive for you, Joe. Yo, here's the thing. Whereas they lost the heart and soul, guys, my counter to that is sometimes you need to just have more talent. You know what I mean? It's different ways to skin a cat. Stockpiling talent. Right. And when I look at Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving, I believe that they upgraded and they have two high-end wing players. Talent-wise, yes. That can negate some of the loss of the heart and soul guys because of the fact that these guys are just playing better. True. You know what I'm saying? I also believe that having a Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward kind of takes the ball out of your man Horford hands in terms of playmaking and puts him back in a Thank position God. to score. Mm-hmm. I think this spacing is going to be immaculate. I think they're going to play really enjoyable basketball. Mm. And my final piece is... If you can get 30 a game, damn near, out of Isaiah Thomas as a head coach. Yeah. Imagine what he's going to get, Stevens is going to get, out of Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Gee, you, you got to look at it that way. You do. I'm going to be positive. You do. That's very true. That's a great point. I mean, you can only, I mean, we're giving a lot of credit to Brad Stevens. He does. Yeah. The system created a lot of those looks. A lot. You know what I mean? They put he, he made sure he always put his best players in positions to flourish. That's important for me as a coach. Yes. Put your players in positions to be the best selves. Yes. I, I 100% agree there. And I think giving Kyrie the keys is a great look. Right. I'm just worried about his leadership, of course, and his mental makeup as right. a leader. He might want to crash the Ferrari. You give exact, him the keys. Exactly. So, I mean, but time will tell, mm-hmm. as we always say about Kyrie Irving. But I think offensively, I think this team will be superb, especially in the regular season. I think they're going to be hard to stop. But I think going into their concerns, I think their weakness is their interior presence and rebounding, as I always say. One of my main concerns with the Boston Celtics is that they didn't address their main need this offseason, which was interior presence and rebounding. Grim protection. Rim protection. Al Horford is still your starting center He's not in the middle. No. Al Horford last year was 41st in rebounding. Your starting center cannot be 41st. But he did other things. He did other things. <laughs> like what? Pass the ball, stand at the three-point line? so many good passes. What position does this man play? He's a four. Allegedly a five. What position do they have him at? Five. At the five. And, and that's my so point right there. things. 
He justified that contract. He didn't do what he's supposed to do as a five, as a big man of that roster. You don't know basketball, Justin. <laughs> That's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. Listen, man, I'm, I mean, I think right now, Al Horford, they still need to upgrade and yeah. uh, picking up Aaron Baines. Didn't they essentially get even smaller this offseason? They got smaller. Okay. They got smaller with Marcus, Marcus yeah. Morris as well at the four. Yeah, because they let Olenek go. They let Didn't Olenek they bring, go. bring back Jarepko or some guy? Like, that? come on. I mean, so that to me will be the Achilles heel yeah. of the Boston Celtics yeah. this year. And why, honestly, I think I'm going out on the limb this year. Mm-hmm. The Boston Celtics are not making the Eastern Conference Finals this year. You know who I have in the Eastern oh. Conference Finals? Oh. You know who I have who in the Conference Finals? I have the Milwaukee Bucks. In the conference finals this year. Really? I'm going out on a limb. Really? I'm crazy, man. If you don't take risks, what's the point? Well, look, I had the, the I Celtics definitely in the could finals. be wrong. So you got we the both, Celtics in the finals? I had them in the finals. So. Wow. Over the Cavs? Yeah. Wow. I went there. Yeah, when the trade went down, okay. I, I put the Celtics in the finals. Okay, that's going to be good. I mean, so we both out here wild. Yeah, you go out. You going out <laughs> on a limb as well over the Cavs. You know? I just, I just, I just think that interior presence will come back to home. True. Unless they make a move. If they make a move, then I will have to they backtrack still have my statement. the most assets in the league, it feels like. They do. So if they can get another big body in there, like Andre Drummond, mm. they Why can pull they him. Why didn't they go get my man Bogan? Did the Lakers get him on, on the cheap? Yep, they sure did. So, I mean, the jury's out on the Boston Celtics right, right. now. They are going to be one of the most watched teams of the league this year. So moving over now to the Western Conference, the oh, Pacific yeah. Division. First up, we have... The Sacramento Kings. Last year's record, 32 and 50. Who's new this year? George Hill, Vince Carter, picking up some old timer Zach Randolph. True. Selling that work. <laughs> <laughs> the drafty. I forgot about that. De'Aaron Fox, the high draft pick, Frank Mason, Harry Giles, and Justin Jackson as well. Great. Who's gone? Rudy Gay, Aaron Aflalo, Tyreek Evans, Ben Lax, Ben McLemore. And Langston Galloway. So for the 11th straight season, the Kings missed the playoffs. They acquired some vets to go along with their young talent in De'Aaron Fox. A positive this year for the Kings is they have a hungry rookie. True. I like De'Aaron Fox. I think he's hungry this year. I think he's ready to prove that he belongs. He doesn't like the hype that Lonzo's getting. He wants to prove himself that he should have been the number one pick in the draft. And I think he feels overlooked in this draft. I love players that play with a chip on his shoulder. And he looks like he's going to have a chip on his shoulder this year. And I think he's looking to prove himself. And I think with the additions of George Hill, I think it would be major for De'Aaron Fox. Mm -hmm. Because I think he won't have all the pressure on him to handle those point guard duties, those playmaking duties. You can offset that with a George Hill. And also, you got Zebo. I don't know if you can look up to Zebo right now. Right. But you got Zebo oh, there. Oh, you want to look up to Zebo because he's going to be up there somewhere. <laughs> but Zebo is a professional at oh, the yeah. end of the he's day. He's a professional basketball player. Exactly. So, any positives for you? Um, I like the fact that they kind of turned the roster over. Yeah. They brought, like, To me, I'm big on when I look at bad teams, you know, we, you said it a couple of times tonight. Who he played for. Yep. I don't like when I look at the back of jerseys and I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, who is this guy? I like when you bring in serviceable pros or actually very useful pros. Yes. So bringing in a V Carter, bringing in a Zebo, bringing in a George Hill. Serviceable. It, it, to me, that sounds like a culture change. Yes. Going back to letting go of Boogie. They, they want to have a certain kind of vibe. They want pros. So I like that. My concern, though, 
isn't really big on basketball. It's more about if you're bringing in these pros that need the ball, just how do you finagle in and finesse in the rookies to let them grow as well? Yes. Oh, I'm glad you touched on that. I'm going to tell you why. Are you finished with that? Yeah, I'm waiting for you. I'm going to tell you why. Why I'm glad you touched on that. Because my concern for them is what is the goal for this right. season? Right. Like, I, I can't What direction out. are you going in this season? Like you said, they picked up those vets. They got some young talent mixed in. I understand the vision, but what's really the goal this right. year? Is it strictly development or are you trying to make the playoffs? You don't give George Hill almost $20 million to be a, a, a good vet. Yeah, to, to tank. Right. You get what I'm saying? To bring in Zach Randolph just right. to tank. Zach Randolph is going to put up buckets. You're trying to He's win games. He's going to put up 20 and 10. But then De'Aaron Fox needs to flourish. Exactly. So he how does that work? So that's why I'm a little iffy on Sacramento Kings because okay. I don't know the goals. This right. Season. What's the direction? I need to know. So we're not going to spend too much time on the Kings. It's like I feel like they just want to fill seats in a new arena. I yeah. Said, we got these guys. Come yeah. watch us play. They got a nice little facility going right. on. They got a lot of new things. Maybe they're not too focused on basketball right now. Or winning right now. Right. Basketball. Business over winning. Business over winning. Right. Okay. Now. We'll go there. So next up, the Phoenix Suns. Yes, sir. Last season's record. 24 and 58 mm-hmm. who's new this year relatively quiet offseason for them in a lot of rumors but no real action the only person that's really new for them is Josh Jackson this right, year right. they didn't lose anybody Josh, Jack- Josh Jackson excuse me is their high draft pick this year and to me it's all about the timeline from the Phoenix Suns you know their their mantra this year is hashtag the timeline absolutely so I don't know about this timeline right now no I'm I'm feeling the vision of the timeline. I love Devin Booker. Oh, yeah. I love, I like, I don't love, I like TJ Warren. Okay. I like, no, I actually really like Eric Bledsoe. Love him. But who knows how long he's going to be there. Right. That's my issue with them. I actually love Eric Bledsoe. I love Eric Bledsoe's game. He could flourish somewhere on a great team. He needs to get out of Phoenix, by the way. But... Let's go. Um, last the Suns last season, they were essentially a batch of young players, and none were consistently decent, except for really Devin Booker. Right. Throughout the year, Devin Booker is obviously their franchise cornerstone now. Yes, he is. They're moving into all Devin Booker, Booker re, uh, new era, right. and I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Josh Jackson as well. They're going to try to incorporate him into the roster as well, being a high draft pick, get plenty of minutes, and a positive for the Suns for me is guard play. I think Devin Booker is their saving grace. I think they need to continue to position Booker as a cornerstone as for their should. future. A positive view? Um, the positive is is that they have a transition. I mean, not a transitional, but I, I want to say generational talent. Mm. I and Booker? I think Booker is the next great two guard. I think, I think he's really that good. High praise. High praise. I just like his game. I like the fact that he wants to be great. You saw the transition from year one to year two in terms yeah. of adding layers to what he wants to do on Average the basketball. Average 20 last year. Yeah. 21, I think, so I believe. Drop 70 in a game. Drop you 70 can't in a game. They lost. All right. But 70 is 70. <laughs> you know what I mean? 70 is 70. Josh Jackson. He's the modern NBA player. Yes. He's about 6'8", 6'9", freak very athlete. Long. Can do a little bit of every. Yes, very, very long. I like that. They have assets for when that trade does become available and the right things fall into place. I think Eric Bledsoe is a very valuable piece, whether you keep him or you move him. I mean, I don't see why 
like they have to move him. I like Eric Bledsoe there. Right. If he's still motivated, I would say keep him. If you see him drifting off and he's not motivated, then right. I understand they and, move him. And in the bombarded West, the West is ridiculous. This exactly. Year. It might be good to be the timeline. Why? Yeah. Because you ain't beating nobody up there. No way. So why not just let these young guys continue to get better in exactly. Phoenix so nobody's checking for you and you'll be a exactly. good league pass team. Exactly. Just be a competitive team. Right. Don't get blown out They're going to be annoying all season. Exactly. And that's fine. Be become a nice home court advantage. Right. Do things like that. That's what the goals is. Devin Booker gets hot a couple of nights out the week. Cook him with grease. Exactly. Cook him with grease. Our concern for the Suns is that they need to figure out what they are going to do with Eric Bledsoe, as yes. we discussed. Need to figure that out early in the season. Yes. Stop letting this linger on into the deadline is what to do with Eric Bledsoe. Also, um, will Devin Booker have a slump this year? Hopefully not. I hope not. I hope not. The jury's, I mean, not the jury's out. Devin Booker has progressed each season. But now Devin Booker has expectations on him this year. That's what I'm a little key, worried about with Devin Booker. He's been vaulted, as you call him, a generational talent as some. So let's see if he can handle now being the guy, the known guy of the Phoenix Suns. When, when guys put out the scout reports, Devin Booker's at the top of the sheet now. Top of the sheet. How do you handle that? That's you know a totally I mean? different. That's a totally different uh, way of playing the game. game. Approaching yeah. the game. Because when them doubles and them triples come, you gotta know where it's coming from. You gotta make the right read. Find an open guy. Don't force shots because you're frustrated. These things are important. Exactly. It's the mental aspect of it's the, the game. It's the mental aspect, of course, of course. So before we move on, any more points with the Suns? I just feel like they don't have a front line. Like yeah, they don't have a front none. line. None. Chandler, Len, Marquise, Chris. Mediocre. Big shoulder shrug. Big like when teams shrug. go small and they want to run, Phoenix is going to be right there with you. When they decided they want to play a more physical game, it's going to get ugly for them. Exactly. You know? They need to get some more proven veteran talent to go along right. with those Devin Book and Josh Jackson right now. It's time to to put a couple of those young pieces together and get a star in there. Hey, force a star. I'm not trying to start any rumors, but Boogie's free after Boogie's this season. free. That would Just be nice it. with Devin Book. Low Kentucky with Eric Bledsoe. That will be lovely. The Suns need to pull a trigger on that kind of deal. Hey. So moving on, we got a very interesting team. My man Jaws' team. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Lakers. Gang, 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 the gang. The big ball away. The big ball away. Ball control. Yes, ball sir. control. It's big all homie. A, it's all about <laughs> triple Bs for the Los Angeles Lakers. So their record last year. 26 and 56. Improvement. Improvement. <laughs> Who's new this year? KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Right. Brooke Lopez. Right. Andrew Bogut. Josh Hart. Kyle Kuzma. And of course. The big ball away. Lonzo Ball. That guy. That guy. <laughs> AKA the savior, the right? The savior. Now. <laughs> oh, man. Who's gone from the Lakers? D'Angelo Russell, Damn. Timothy Mozgov, yes. and Nick Young. All collateral damage. All collateral damage. So right now, it's tons of optimism in Lakerland right yeah. now. Yeah. So much buzz surrounding the team for the next two years. A promising rookie, multiple free agents saying that they have the Lakers on their radar. True One of the most talked about teams this offseason. A stronger, more refined 
Brandon Ingram this year. Yes. Might be ready to take the next step. I hope so. Lonzo Ball looking real mean. Summer League MVP. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma, Kuzma might be looking steal. as the steal of the draft. Magic Johnson call him that. Let's not go there. So we'll start <laughs> off with the positive. <laughs> for the Lakers. sneaking it in already. <laughs> sneaking it in. The positive for the L.A. Lakers to me right now ball control. is all yep. about ball control. That's positive right there. I think right now the Lakers have a direction finally. Mm-hmm. They have a direction for their franchise. And I think the city is all the way behind the Lakers right now and behind Lonzo Ball and behind the movement. So I think when you have that, you have the camaraderie, you have the fans coming together, the organization behind you, a huge fan base, I think it can lead to nothing but positivity and encouragement from the fans. And I think the Lakers... Got a big thing going this year. Positive for you, Joff. Um, the positive for me is is the fact that I'm gonna look at a team now that that's not interested in tanking. Mm. Now they're looking to turn the corner. Ooh. I've been waiting two years for that corner to turn. <laughs> All joking aside, you have. You know, I've been waiting, and I believe that this is a team that begins turning the corner. Yeah. You know. Lonzo Ball coming into the fold, I feel like he has that ability to make his teammates better. Even little stuff like lead passes with easy buckets. A lot of times, even with Luke Walton last season, we had to work too too hard for offense. Yeah. I feel like Lonzo's greatest ability will be to make the game easy oh, for the people around Oh, he will create easy him. opportunities. Easy buckets. A pure point guard. Pure point guard. Uh, isn't he about, I didn't realize, he's six, like 6'5". Six, six. Oh, 6'6". Six, six. He's 6'6". Six, six. Oh, excuse me, 6'6 six, six point guard right yeah. now? That's gonna be that's gonna sneaky work well athletic. Yes, you got it. A KCP, a guy who's coming into he has two jobs to do: get buckets, play defense. Yep, he has a defined role. Defined role like, by moving D'Angelo Russell. You you bring in uh, Alonzo Ball, different style of play from the point yes. guard position. So not a guy looking for offense. That frees up other guys to get shots. It just we just have a plan. Have a plan, a direction. The team looks like it has some type of balance. I'm feeling it. Right I like now. it. I like it right you now. You know what I mean? Brook Lopez as well will space Brooke the floor. Brook Lopez will space the floor. A nice pickup. I'm feeling the moves from Magic Johnson this offseason. Brandon Ingram look like a grown man, but it's Laker fans. It's still it's early. Summer league. It's Stop. still early. It's still summer league, but I. I like what I saw in a little bit that I did see exactly. from Brandon Ingram. Grown man moves. I think he has more confidence this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, yeah. can we get 20 points per game from Brandon Ingram? I don't know. I got to see can how... Can we get 15? I'm looking at 17 to 18. Okay. That's I, I will be okay with that. Me, as not a Laker fan, as just an NBA fan, I will be okay with, His okay with him getting 18. Was, I got to see what the free throw was looking yeah. like. What three-point shot? Can he take the contact at the paint? These he, are the things that He needs decides. to work on... Getting those foul calls. Yes. That's what he needs to work on as a wing player. That's one of the, the the attributes that I need to see him work on this year and make a positive increase in True. that. He needs to get that up. So we'll go to the concerns for the Lakers. One concern for me is that I'm a little worried that the young boys might be overwhelmed. Okay. One thing is that, like I said before, there's a lot of hype going on with the Lakers right now. A lot of hype. I'm scared that the young boys might get overwhelmed with the spotlight. And I'm... Um, a little bit concerned with Lonzo Ball, not with his play or anything like that. Like I said before, the spotlight. Yeah. That he's going to try to do too much. He's going to want to impress because he knows there's so many eyes watching him. And he knows he's under the tutelage of a Magic Johnson. True. But I think that can also be a positive as well. So it's more of a positive side or sort of negative. Okay. I just hope the young boys are ready for the spotlight. 
That's all I'm saying. All right. But I have a major prediction for those Lakers. So a concern for you, Joe. Um, the concern for me is not necessarily the spotlight. I think that Lonzo's disposition is gonna allow mm. him to. Di- he's and he's from LA. Yeah. He's not, and he's but he's not like you see how like how new money D'Angelo Russell was. He's not gonna be in that vein of a Russell because. His L.A. allows him to understand the temperature of the city. Yeah. Small-time guard like Russell from Louisville. This dude got to the city and was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and didn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. I look at Lonzo and having his big mouth pops at who does what he needs to do for the brand. Yeah. All of these things allow his, his ability to be mellow yeah. to translate to the basketball True. floor. But another concern, a main concern is, I'm not sure what kind of defense we're going to play. Yeah, the defense is very <laughs> questionable. Right. I think we're going to get scored on a lot again. I need to see a defensive improvement. I definitely agree. The defense is definitely yeah. a concern. No interior presence. No no two-way wing players in terms of like they could guard guys who could get buckets. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely agree. Julius Randle still, I still don't know what to make of that guy. The jury's out on him as Jordan well. Jordan Clarkson doesn't play any defense. Solid offensive player. Yo, I'm going to go out on a limb right now. I'm going to oh. give you my other bold prediction. I have two bold predictions. One in the East, one in the West. My one in the East is the Bucks. The one in the West. Okay. The Lakers will get that AFC. Wow. I'm going to put it on wax. Call me crazy right now. I definitely might be crazy, but you remember how I went through this before? When I looked at the depth chart of the other rosters competing for that AFC. We did that in the summer. That's my reasoning for picking the Lakers. Okay. Very mediocre. The Pelicans are very mediocre oh, yeah. right now. I'm not a big fan of the Pelicans. I don't feel like they can get it together. Mm-hmm. The I already have the Nuggets in the playoffs. Right. Um. The other, the Utah Jazz, very questionable. Highly the questionable. The Memphis Grizzlies, very questionable. The Suns are not getting it. The Clippers I have in as well. Okay. Those were a couple of teams in the mix right there. I think the Lakers are on par with the Memphis Grizzlies, with the New Orleans Pelicans, okay. with the... Uh, Memphis Grizzlies mm-hmm. for that eighth and final spot. So what you're saying is the top seven is locked in and locked. we in for a night fight for the AFC. For the AFC. Okay. Ideally, I would want the Pelicans to get in. Yeah. But I would love for the Lakers to get in. I would love to see Lonzo. LaVar Ball put it into the air. LaVar <laughs> Ball put it, in, Every put it into LeVar the air. Every time wins right now, it's a win for all of us. That's definitely. how I feel. Definitely. Most definitely. So we're going to move on to the other LA team, the LA Clippers. The record last I like year. how you said that. The other LA. The team. other LA. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it keep yeah. it funky, man. 51 and 31. Who's new? A lot of roster turnover. Oh yeah, big time. For my Clippers this year. Who's new? Patrick Beverly, Sam Decker, Gallinari, mm-hmm. Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, mm-hmm. Louisville, Milos, uh, and Bryce. Excuse me, Bryce Johnson was there already. Oh, uh, who's gone? The point guard, oh. CP3, Jamal Crawford, JJ Redick. The Prince, Luke Mbamute, Raymond Felton, <laughs> Maurice Spates, and Brandon Bass. So, the keys are now in Blake Griffin's hands. Yes, it is. For the L.A. Clippers. Another they, one of your guys. The, <laughs> Yo, another man. one of my guys. And the, they read up. Yes, they read up. The point guard era is officially over man. in Clip City, Chip City. Eyes are on Blake and DeAndre Jordan this year to step up. Can they take their games to another level? Can DeAndre prove improve on offense? Pat Beverly will be a nice addition, lovely addition. And can you trust Austin Rivers to start at the two guard? Mm. So a positive for the LA Clippers that I have 
is Blake featured as your primary playmaker. I like Blake as a primary play- playmaker. I like angry Blake. I like Blake who's willing to prove himself Blake. Right. I think this could be a big year for him. Positives for you. Um, I think the positive more than anything else is that you have a group of guys who remain from the point guard era. Yes. Who, who are looking around and they're like, wait a minute, so CP's gone, so now we just trash? Yeah. I think that chip on the shoulder is real. It's very real. I believe in Blake Griffin. I feel like Blake Griffin had a year a couple of years ago when he was damn near like with 26 and 30. Third in MVP vote. Third 26, MVP. 10, and 5. Right. He had a mean Nine seat. and 5. That, that just doesn't vanish. I think now, being a little freer, more touches, more ability to be the, the, the center of the equation, yep. along with the point guard they brought from Europe who might be a steal. Milos. I told you when the trade went, when, when CP left it, I, I still like had y'all top five. Yep. I believe that. I think that CP, uh, CP Blake Griffin, along with your center, um, DeAndre Jordan, uh-huh. those chips, Austin Rivers been hearing the jokes all summer. Yeah, but he has improved. Has improved. Patrick Beverly brings you that bulldog that you I need. Love Pat Beverly, boy. Lou Will spaces the floor. He can create Pat his Beverly. own shot. Yup. Look, I like the Clippers. I like the Clippers as well. Let's hopefully, which is my main concern going in, let's hopefully they can be healthy. Right. Injuries are my main That's, concern with those Clippers. Yes. A lot of injury prone plays. Gallinari, Blake Griffin, uh, Pat Beverly is usually playing. DeAndre Jordan usually playing. But other than that, those two main or two key offensive I talents. I agree. You can't have your best players be injury prone. That's the concern. Because without them, we can't score. Right. And that's the main focus right there. My other concern is, is can Doc Rivers get creative? Have we yeah. seen it thus far? No. No. And I feel like he might stunt the growth of this team doing the same old bullshit he's yeah. been doing since Orlando I know. and Boston. I know. Well, hopefully, I mean, he's, he's vowed to make a new offensive game plan this year. Okay. So we'll see how that is. He's vowed to make a new game plan, more movement, more pace and space. Uh-huh. We're going to see how stubborn Doc Rivers is He this gets year. a calm, yeah, I, for me, until proven otherwise. I know, I know. I mean, tell me about it, man. <laughs> uh, I, I have Doc Rivers hanging on a thread right now. Jeez. I'm a little upset with Doc Rivers. That's my guy, but I need to see the growth in the offense this year. I need to see the growth. He's hanging on like that fade he's been rocking forever, Ex- boy. <laughs> exactly. The cleanest fade of the league, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the other last team, last but not least in the Pacific Division, mm-hmm. the Golden State Warriors, the, the defending champs. Last year's record, 67 and 15. Mm-hmm. Who's new this year? They actually read up oh, this yeah. year. Oh, Who's yeah. new? Omri Casty. Like it. Nick Young, Swaggy P. Yeah. And the draft pick, Jordan Bell. That, Who's gone? That'd be good. That'd be good. Who's gone? Ian Clark and James Michael McAdoo. <laughs> Who he <Ooh>. played for. <laughs> so the Warriors comp- continue to impress on their offseason. Right. They really show everyone how to work a salary cap, boy. They really know how to work that salary cap to the best of their abilities. But the positives for them, I mean, there's so many you can choose. The positives for them is that they have the best offense in the league. Agreed. Best offense in the league, cohesion and continuity. Another year, everyone is back. Kevin Durant is more confident this year. Steph Curry is more relaxed. Clay Thompson is more relaxed. Draymond Green is more aggressive this year. I mean, they got some some more interesting pieces, and I think they're a machine. Uh, What can be said? They're a machine. It's 
Very works, surgical. You know? <laughs> positives for you. I mean, we could go down the list. It's too many positives. I think the positives is not that they, they have another, like, stretch forward in Caspi. Like, that guy. Remember, he had a night where he yeah. was shot for shot with Steph. Yeah. So, adding him in there, adding Nick Young. To, to another year of Kevin Durant, year. more comfort amongst the key components of the roster. It's not really much more you can say. It's not much. There's so many positives. Right. So let's jump over to the negatives, if any. Right. One concern that I found, well, that I think could be a concern. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you: Are the Warriors still hungry this year? Um, One year chip last year. Mm-hmm. Are they hungry? Yeah. I think this team now is positioned. Three straight finals appearances, two out of three. I think now... Gotta make it four. That's tough to do. I think now is where we start seeing the chase for history. Mm. And then we talked about KD and his feelings. Part of the reason why he's in his feelings is because he wants to prove these people yes. wrong. True. That counts for something. True. But a concern that I have, two, two concerns that I'll throw back your way. I'm concerned about Iguodala getting older. Mm. I'm also concerned about Livingston getting older. Yes. They look, they started to look at a little bit yeah. as the playoffs went along. A little bit of age last year. Right. A novel concern is that the Western Conference got a hell of a lot better. A lot better. It's, it ain't, it's, it's not going to be a free no, ride it's as gonna they be a gauntlet usually to get have. To the finals. Exactly. They're going to have to work right. this playoff race this year. Have some quality teams in the West. High quality. Unless they get an injury, as they always do. If they play my Lakers in the first round, that's the only break they're going to get. Yeah. Because yeah. it's going to get ugly from there. Yeah, it's going to get ugly from there. But it'll be good TV, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'll be lovely. Must see. TV. Don't hit my phone when they for our little four game sweep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know we're going to bring that up. I'm going to be locked in for all four games. Popcorn ready. Exactly. Talking exactly. mad shit on the way out. I don't Ex- care. <laughs> exactly. So, Warriors, they're in for another prime. Oh, yeah. Incredible season. Hopefully someone can knock it down. I'm not going to shit on him too much. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Exactly. So now we're going to get to world-renowned, the crossover segment. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. Talking about practice. The crossover. I have not seen. I got to jump in just because I got to salute you. (laughs) I have not seen one of these crossover segments that has not caused a fire. It's never been unanimous. It's Ooh. it's always a debate somehow, somewhere. Always. I know, I, yo, I got to commend you because I, I do a show. And the, the way that you can find these players and put them together and, and, and make it a talking point, that's special, man. Appreciate Salute to that. you. Appreciate that, my brother. I do put a lot of work into that. I'm not going to lie. I do a lot of picking and choosing basketball reference, checking out stats, seeing who people who match are. I can't make it an easy answer. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as a fan of the show, I got to I gotta show you that appreciation. Appreciate you know what I mean? that, my brother. I appreciate that for real. So for those of you who don't know, which I know you do, crossover segment, I'll be throwing out player comparisons from different eras. My guests ask as a GM, and they tell me who they would take out of the two in their primes. So this week... Mm-hmm. You also gonna think on this one. Oh boy. Are you taking a prime Reggie Miller or a prime Clay Thompson? Ooh. Career stats. <laughs> Reggie Miller, 18 points per game, three mm-hmm. rebounds, three assists, 47% from the floor, three point percentage, 39%. Mm-hmm. Accomplishments, five time All Star, and a bag full of Nick fans' hearts. Oh yeah. Clay Thompson, career stats. Oh, I mean, excuse me, 19 points per game. Okay. Three rebounds as well. Two assists. 45% from the floor. 41% from three. Mm-hmm. Two-time champ, four-time all-star. Mm. Who are you taking in their prime? 
I'm going Clay Thompson. Mm. Tell me why. With no hesitation. No hezzy. And it has nothing to do with offense. Okay. I ain't never seen Reggie be the defender Clay was. Mm. Clay, Clay, that boy could play some defense. Definitely can. And, and, and you consider what he had to do this past postseason with the, the assignments that he had. Yeah. Even it was like a, a couple of games in the finals where in that one game he had to defend Kavlov for a yep. few possessions, LeBron and Kyrie. I don't think that Reggie Miller was ever capable of doing that. Mm. Don't get me wrong. When the lights were bright, Reggie Miller did some Ice things. Ice cold Reggie? Man, hawk to your neck. He's he, no hesitation. Ice cold Reggie. But in the prime, I think that Clay does a little bit more for me. Mm. Very interesting, job. And you know what's crazy? I'm gonna agree with oh, you right okay. here. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna agree. The pause. I'm gonna agree with you. The deadly pause. Now. He about to go the other way. I'm gonna agree. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. For the fact that you said what Clay brings on the defensive end right. is what I value. Is what gives the nod over Reggie Miller. As far as shooting, they're kind, honestly yeah. kind of even. Catch and shoot deadly. Microwaves. Microwaves very deadly. Reggie Miller was never a defender. No. But the thing that Reggie Miller does have over Klay Thompson is his leadership. Yes. Reggie Miller can be the number one option on the team, but Klay Thompson, the jury's still out. Can he be the number one option on the team? Right. Reggie Miller can say he was the man on the team that went to the yeah. finals and legendary playoff battles, yeah. conference finals. Exactly. He, he was the guy. Yeah, I know it might be blasphemous to pick Klay right. over Reggie Miller, but from a talent perspective... Clay Thompson to me has a nod. He brings more to the table, a more complete package. Better body too. Better body too. A lot bigger than Reggie Miller. Can throw him around. Yeah. Exactly. Run around the same screens. Exactly. So I know that right there is going to cause heavy debate. True. So next up, are you taking a prime Joaquin Noah or a prime Jermaine O'Neal? Let me give you the career stats. Joaquin Noah. Nine points per game, nine rebounds, three assists, one block, 49% from the floor, two-time All-Star, one-time Defensive Player of the Year, one-time All-NBA First Team, mm-hmm. well, Jermaine mm-hmm. O'Neal, mm-hmm. 13 a night, seven rebounds, one assist, 1.8 blocks, 46% from the floor, six-time All-Star, one-time Most Improved. Are you taking Joaquin Noah or Jermaine O'Neal? I have a confession. Let me hear it. Joe Kim Noah is one of my favorite players in the league. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love me some Joe Kim Noah. I'm going to okay. keep it a band with you right okay, now. Okay, keep it a stack. It makes me sick that he plays for the Knicks. <laughs> but with that said, I got to go Jermaine O'Neal. Mm. I'm always partial to players in any sport who are the man yeah. on their team, on a very good team. That, that Pacers team might have went to the finals if it wasn't for the Mounds and the Palace. Talk about it. They, and he was that guy. He had, in his problem, Jermaine O'Neal was a problem in the paint. And he, and he was a plus defender. I'm not going to say he was A1, but he was a plus defender. That, Jermaine O'Neal was a great defender. Yeah. Don't sleep. I ain't sleeping. Don't I sleep. think Joe Kim is a better defender. He averaged defender. two blocks per game for his career. Okay. More He's than a Joe good Kim. defender. He's a very good defender. He's a very good rim protector. He was but, small, skinny, and like that little mid-range, that little shimmy, oh, that little touch, that little fade the with little the touch, touch the little pick and pop that you know was automatic. Butter, butter, butter. automatic. So as as you do know, obviously you can tell I agree with you. Okay, here. I'm going with Jermaine O'Neal as well. 
As like you said, he was the number one option on those Indiana Pacers team. He got to blossom on that team. Also, if you remember, he went to the Miami Heat after that. Had a that. couple of good years. Had a couple of good years. Also for my, Cel- my Celtics. Also for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. He also had that decent year mm-hmm. for the Celtics as well. And then he also came over to the Warriors and gave some production also. He's Mark Jackson was From there. the time he left Portland as a kid, basically, he's been a useful ball player. Yes. A, a, a borderline superstar ball yes. player, but a star. Yes. Exactly, and I see Joakim Noah right now. I see the decline of Joakim Noah. All energy, all hustle, all grit and grind. But he doesn't have the offensive skill set that Jermaine O'Neal does. And I think Jermaine O'Neal is, like we said before, more of a complete player out of the two. As maybe a sheer defender, Joakim Noah. Oh, yeah. And he's a better passer as well. Passer and just like emotional leadership. Get in your face, exactly. Momentum, get the crowd into exactly. it. Joking, but uh, you know I'm partial to skill. I exactly. can't, you know, I, exactly. So we two for two right there. There you go. We two for two. I agree there. So y'all, before we get out of here, tell the people where to check out the gray area, my the man. The gray area is on iTunes and is on Blog Talk Radio. It drops every other Thursday at about 10 a.m. <laughs> Look out for that, man. Look out. Make sure y'all go check that out, man. And Leave course, a five-star rating and review like Justin said earlier. Give that man a five-star rating. Shout out to me. You know what I mean? Give that man a five-star rating, man. That's what I'm talking about. Definitely a dope show. And I'll uh, make sure y'all always checking out Above the Rim each and every Tuesday. I'm sorry we went a little long this episode, but it was a lot of content. Oh, yeah. We had a lot to go through. So, Jav, I appreciate you coming on episode 29, me. my man. As you know, you're always welcome. Yes, sir. A friend of the show as well. We're going to have a lot more debates I for think this. this season is going to produce a lot of content a for us to discuss, content. man. You know we're going to have so much Hell to yeah. talk about. One of Kyrie's first games, we got to bring you back on. Oh, you yeah. know you're the Kyrie defender. Oh, yeah. We got to evaluate his play. Bro, game one, Cavs and Celtics. We're going to see about that. That's going to break the internet. We're going to talk about <laughs> it, man. We're going to oh, talk yeah. about it. So that's a bug. So before we go, Jav, I appreciate you coming on once Definitely. again, my brother. Always a pleasure. So that's Above the Rim, episode 29, and we out.